If your Bibles can stand with me. Colossians chapter 3. It's only been 15 weeks, Brother Rick. Not one year. But we're not done yet, I'll confess. Colossians 3, verses 8 and 9. Don't you love him today? Thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul is writing, but I don't want you to misunderstand. This is God's word. God breathed it to Paul. But now, ye also put off all these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. Seeing that you have put off the old man and his deeds. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. You have been so faithful to us and so good to us, Lord. Even when we're not faithful, you remain faithful. I pray, Father, we will allow the Spirit of God to speak to our hearts. And that we would allow the Word of God to have free course today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Our topic is our new life in Christ. And I might change the title next week to our life in Christ. Because our life in Christ is for the time we get saved till we get to heaven. And I am so thankful by the grace of God I've been born again. I have been born anew, born from above. And being born again, it means that our inner spirit has been brought into a brand new relationship with God through the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ, on Calvary. When God created man, and by the way, we are the crowning glory of God's creation. But when God created man, he desired that man would have fellowship and friendship with him. But if you know the story, you know by the time of chapter 3 of Genesis, something went terribly wrong. Adam and Eve fell into disobedience. And they fell into sin. And even the word fell is not a good word. They chose to disobey God. And that special fellowship with God was lost. Satan convinced Adam and Eve, they were missing something. But what Adam and Eve didn't realize that sin was going to take them farther than they wanted to go. And it indeed cost them more than they were willing to pay. And that fellowship was broken. And I realized it all began in the garden. 
But there is not a one of us here who have not been guilty of disobeying God. On Friday, as we were working on that deck in Seminole Lane, Brother Mark Price said to me, you know, Brother Otto, I'm still mad at Satan. I'm really mad at Adam. He said, if it wasn't for Adam, we wouldn't be able to do all this work. And it reminded me of a story I heard Tony Evans here a lot of years ago. This man's occupation was chopping trees down. And he's out there in the forest, and every time he'd swing that axe, he'd say, oh, Adam. He'd swing it again, oh, Adam. And one day the owner of the company came by. Sam was chopping that tree, and the owner watched Sam as he struck that tree with the axe, and he heard Sam cry, oh, Adam. So after a few minutes of watching, the owner stopped him and said, Sam, what's the point? Every time you hit that tree, you cry out, oh, Adam. And Sam said, sir, do you realize if Adam hadn't sinned, I wouldn't have to work. So the owner said, I tell you what, I live in a big mansion. You can come live with me. You don't have to work anymore. I've got a pool, I've got uh, everything you need, all the amenities you need in this mansion on my grounds. So he takes Sam there and he shows him everything that he got. And he said, now Sam, on my, on my dining room table there's a small box. Whatever you do, don't move that box. Because the day you move that box, you're going back to the woods. Sam was having the time of his life. Find his food, whatever he wanted. A week or two went by and Sam gets a little bit bored and he, every time he goes by that table he sees that little white box. And it finally got the best of him. And he reached over and picked that box up and outruns a mouse. The owner came home and he checked the box. He says, Sam... What have you done? You had everything. You were living in a paradise. And I just asked one thing of you and you you picked the box up. So Sam, you're going back to the woods. So Sam took the axe and he struck that tree. But this time he didn't say, oh, Adam. He said, oh, Sam. We've all disobeyed God. In Romans 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible says, as it is written, you find that twice in the Psalms, by the way, there is none righteous. How many is none? There is none righteous, in case you didn't get it, no, no, not one. 
There is none that understands God. There is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. What's it say? No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is in their under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. My friend, I don't know of any of any sadder situation than that. A sadder condition that can't be found because the bottom line is sin has affected all of us. And none of us, even now that we're saved, live up to what God has created, created us to be. All have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And we continually fall short of the glory of God. And it's only when we come to terms with that and acknowledge that fact, it's only then we will be ready to respond to the reason why Jesus came to this world. My friend, he came to seek and save those who were lost. And I am so glad he found me. Now, I'm going to be nice about this. And again, I understand it. I hear people say, I remember the day I found Jesus. Friend, you didn't find him. He found you. He wasn't lost. We were. Because his life, his death, and his resurrection were provided especially so that you and I could return to God's original plan for us. A plan of a relationship with him. And the moment we made that decision and believed in and committed our life to Jesus Christ, God accomplished a lot of things in our life. First of all, we were redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are forgiven of our sin. Ephesians 1.7 In whom we have redemption through His blood the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. How many today are redeemed? Amen. The moment we trust Christ as Savior, we are redeemed. Jesus Christ has set us free from the slavery of sin. So we have redemption. But second of all, we have cleansing. Now, I know that probably everybody here, but Brother Rick can identify with this. You ever worked so hard you got dirty and sweaty? No, you haven't, Rick. Well, he's shaking his head like this. <laughs> but yeah, we all have. And hopefully you want a nice shower or bath. You want cleansing. It always feels good. And when Jesus... Saved us from our sins. He washed our sins from us. He 
cleanse us. Praise His holy name. Titus 3 verse 5. The Bible says, Not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to His mercy, thank God for mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now I realize that we are saved by faith, by grace, through faith. And God hears the cry of our heart. And it's, that's true. But folks, we cannot miss the transaction that takes place when that happens. A lot of things are going on from God's side. And the transaction that happened when we receive this washing, not just some of our sins, but all of our sins. One of my favorite hymns is, It is well with my soul. And in that hymn, in the second verse, I'm going, I hope my memory is correct, <coughs> that our sins, not in part, but the whole, all of them, have been taken away through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we have redemption, we have cleansing, we have regeneration. We also have regeneration. We're born anew. Ezekiel 11, 9. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Now, again, Ezekiel, God is talking about a new birth. Understand something, folks. We cannot cleanse ourselves. It's only by the power of God we are born again. It is His work on Calvary that brought our deliverance. And so this new birth, being born again, is a spiritual, holy, heavenly birth that results in you and I being made alive spiritually. We were dead in our sins, but thank God now we're alive in Christ. So we got redemption, cleansing, regeneration. We've also got justification. We've got peace with God, Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified by what? Faith. Say it. Being justified by what? Faith. In our world today, we hear a lot about faith. But I want to say today, most in our world have no idea what they're talking about. In southern Mexico, there is an indigenous group there, the Chama, Chama, however you pronounce it, C-H-A-M-U. They have their own city, their own province. No outside police force are allowed in. They take care of their own business. But a few years ago, I don't know how long ago, they were trying to translate the Bible, the New Testament, into their language. Because how many know everybody needs Jesus? And they were trying to come up with a word for faith. How do we express that word? 
to these indigenous people. Because their definition of faith was trusting and believing in something or someone wholeheartedly. Wow. My friend, that's what biblical faith is. So we were justified by faith. The result of that was, now that's that deep faith, believing deeply and obeying, that's what that faith is. Not just the mental ascent. Not just throwing that word faith around. I've got faith in this or faith in that. But because of real faith, we now have peace with God. And what that means is, there is no more hostility between God and us. Thank God for that. Now I want to tell you folks, if you ever get mad at God, you can't win. Amen? But thank God, the blood of Jesus Christ, we were justified, we have peace with God, there's no more hostility between us and God, and there's no sin blocking our relationship with Him. And more than that, we have a brand new relationship with Him. And we don't, we no longer have to dread the outcome of judgment. Why? Because we are under the protection of God. Under the blood of Jesus Christ. What a promise! So we got redemption, cleansing, regeneration, justification. The fifth thing we've got is adoption. We became one of God's children. Anyone here ever adopted someone? Anybody? We have some friends of ours who adopted two boys many years ago. And uh, we tend to forget those boys were adopted. We never considered them that. But how many know adopted is special? I mean, let's face it. The parent chooses. Romans 8.15 For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received, you have received the spirit of adoption Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's the term of endearment. And so when a person is brought into a family by means of adoption, that is done by choice and done out of love. How many know it's always been God's plan to adopt us into his family? We have adoption. Redemption, cleansing, regeneration, justification, adoptions. But number six, we have acceptance. We are received by the Father. John six thirty seven. All that the Father give me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. I don't know how many times I've heard different people say this. 
I remember my mother especially. The day she became born again. I went into her hospital room. I said, Mom, Jesus loves you. And he wants to save you. And she looked at me with tears running down her face. She said, Son, I've done so many bad things in my life. Will he ever accept me? My friend, I don't care who you are. If you come to him, he will not throw you out. We have acceptance. I'm going to challenge anyone up here today and, and do it in the right way. See if you can get an audience with our president or a member of Congress or anyone up high in here. Do you think he'd accept you? My friend, when we, we, we run to God, He will in no wise cast us out. Redemption, cleansing, regeneration, justification, adoption, acceptance. Number seven, eternal life. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm very glad for the gift. Amen. Amen. And this gift of eternal life comes only through Jesus Christ. So all of these things, plus much more, is ours. Because we are born again. And we read a moment ago from Romans 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified... By faith. That word justified means that we are declared righteous by God. We are declared righteous by God. The moment you believe. You are declared righteous by faith before you ever attend church. You are declared righteous by faith before you ever give God any money or an offering. We are declared righteous the moment we trust Jesus Christ as our Lord. But that declaration, that justification is judicial. In God's eyes, we are justified. But now that we have eternal life, we're to begin to flesh that out in our lives. What? Our, our lives to look like now that we are saved. And so all of these things belong to us. They are ours now. So the question is, how are we to live a different kind of life? And that's why we've been working our way through chapter 3 of Colossians. Because in chapter 3, the Bible describes for us this different kind of life. Look at verse 3, Colossians 3. For you're dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. I am so glad for that. 
My life is hid with Christ in God. And this new life that we have, a new life in Christ, it equals a whole new desire. A desire to be like Jesus Christ. I hate to brag on myself, but I'm going to. I uh, texted Jesse yesterday, and uh, and him and Jeremy went down there and did some work, and I had to go down and straighten it back up. That's not true. Uh, but I texted Jesse. I said, now, Jesse and Mark Price know who the man is now. Now, I, I made that up. Yes, he didn't tell me that. But as I left yesterday, the older gentleman, Leonard, he said, I want to talk to you for a minute. He said, i, I got to tell you, he said, I admire the way that you work. Not that you did a car, but he said how you took time to just make sure you did all the measuring right, you did all the calculations. I mean, we built staffs, we you know, had to do a lot of things to make that thing work. And he said, you just did it right. But folks, I want to tell you, if we're going to do anything right, let's live for God right. Let's do it right. Let, let's, let, let's do it in such a way that people see that in our lives. That God has made a change in our life. And so now that we have <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> this new life in Christ, and now that we're saved, we have the responsibility to put to death our old man, our old nature. I can't see what time it is already. My dad's not doing well. And when Leonard told me that yesterday, as I left, I said, Leonard, I said, I can I learned that from my dad. All my life I wanted to please my dad. I wanted to honor him in the way I live. My heart breaks because he's not saved, but yet, other than that, he's been a good father. You know what? Jesus died for me. And he's my Heavenly Father. And more than anything else, I want to honor him. I want to honor God in the way I live. Not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Not just when I'm in your presence, but when I'm all alone. And my friend, that takes the power of God to do that. My grandmother's in heaven right now, and Great Christian woman, including my wife. She's in the group of the most godly women I know. And she said to me one time, she said, whenever I visit a church, she was very spiritual, very deep in the Word of God. She said, not only do I watch the pastor as he preaches, I watch his wife. She said, I realize that if he is who he says he is, you'll see it on her face when he preaches. But if he's not, if he's just there on Sunday and different at home, she said, it'll show. And my friend, she was right. God did so much for us, church. Let's live for him. We didn't get very far today. So we're going to have to go a year and a week. 
Let's stand together. Where are you in your walk with God? Does the world know because you know? Do they see him exemplified in your life every day? Do you live differently? Is there a joy in your life that's unspeakable and full of glory? Are you always negative or are you living in sin? If you do, please don't tell me to go to church here. I want people to know we love God and we serve a risen Savior. Let's pray. Father, you're so great to us and good to us. You're a great God and you're good to us. But oh, how we need you. I'm reminded today in our text that, Lord, you weren't writing to the unsaved. You're writing to the church. These are the things that we need to put off in our lives to mortify. That we might be more like you. And Lord, I'm just asking that right now. There's such a sweet spirit here this morning, Lord. And I'm praying that right now that you're dealing with someone's heart. Maybe they need to draw nearer to you or confess some sins. I don't know, Lord, you know. Maybe someone here needs reassurance and hope. I pray, Lord, you'll meet them at the point of that need. And I pray that no matter what happens, God, you will be glorified. And we'll ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song of invitation this morning. If you need to come and pray, you can do that. You can pray where you are. But please know God loves you today. And my prayer is you're living for Him. for being here this morning. I pray that God has spoken to your heart, and I'm praying that you can go home and say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Don't forget, coming up uh, in the month of November, how many, can you believe November's almost here already? My goodness. Uh, the Mission North America offering, that'll be the 19th, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the 19th of November, so pray about what God would have you to do there. Also, November 7th is the election day. Uh, 15th of uh, November, uh, the Operation Christmas uh, Child Boxes are due. You'll see information about that in your bulletin. Uh, Lydia's Ladies on the 20th, uh, and Master Men as well at 7 p.m. Anything else we need to announce? I'm sorry, what?
Oh, okay, the basket. You can be seated for a moment, please. Ruby, will you mind explaining again what that is? The ladies that went to the retreat forgot to stand over here. Like, here you. Okay. The ladies that went to the retreat forgot to take their basket to the retreat. So Pardon we're, me. Who were the ladies? Just me and Pam and, and Sandy. <laughs> okay. Just want to clarify that. <laughs> we forgot to take the basket, so we're going to raffle it off to. Um, Somebody here, so hopefully everybody put their name in the basket. You draw. No, no, put it on me. <laughs> Give it to Rick. Nobody likes him anyway. Ryan Wheeler. All right. That's all, Steph. Folks, thank you for coming today. If you can, come back tonight. We have worship service at 6 o'clock, and we have been doing a series on worship, so come back tonight. We appreciate that. Let's bow our heads, and we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. Brother Bill Schweitzer, will you do that, please?